from Schwartz Media, I'm Ruby Jones. This is 7am. As Australia wraps up its hotel quarantine program, one group of people will remain confined in hotel rooms indefinitely, people seeking asylum. For the past year, the Australian government has been forcibly detaining asylum seekers in an inner-city Melbourne hotel. They have no access to fresh air and limited space to exercise. Then COVID-19 hit. The virus spread rapidly through the building, infecting many who are immunocompromised and unvaccinated. The outbreak has raised serious questions regarding the safety and treatment of those inside. Today, 7am producer Elle Marsh on who is responsible for protecting the detainees and why the government should have seen this outbreak coming. It's Thursday, November 25. Elle, this story that you've been working on, it's about a hotel in Melbourne, Park Hotel. So could you start by just telling me about the hotel and who is in it right now? Yeah, so Park Hotel is this 1970s beige five-storey building on Swanston Street, just on the outskirts of Melbourne CBD, and it's a few blocks from our office in Carlton. And since the end of last year, the hotel has been used to detain asylum seekers and refugees. Most of these men arrived by boat and were sent to offshore detention centres. Then they came to the mainland to receive medical treatment in Australia, but rather than living in the community, they're being detained indefinitely in these hotels. My name is Ahmad Zahir Azizi. I'm from Afghanistan. In 2013, I was come from Afghanistan to Australia because I was working... I've been speaking to a number of the men inside the hotel, including Azizi, He's a 35-year-old refugee from Afghanistan who's been detained by Australian immigration for over eight years. What was it like when you first arrived at Park Hotel? Can you describe to somebody that doesn't know what Park Hotel is like, what it's like in there? When it's the first time I come to Park Hotel, the first time it says good, after one week, after one week. He told me that when he was first transferred to the hotel, he thought it was okay He'd been suffering from migraines and the room had dark blinds and was quieter than the previous detention centre he had been in. But as time went on, he began to think he might never be released. Daytime, I'm whole days, 24 hours, I stay in my room. Another detainee describes the facility to me as the torture hotel. They spend each day trapped inside their hotel room without fresh air. Because whole people are very tired in the park hotel long time, more than eight years, people is living in the detention centre. Whole people is not, mine is, doesn't work in as very well. Refugee organisations, advocates and medical groups are already extremely critical of the use of hotels to detain asylum seekers, but there was particular concern about Park Hotel. Okay, so what is it about Park Hotel that has got refugee advocates concerned specifically? Well, before it was Park Hotel... It was known as Ridges. And early in 2020, as part of Victoria's hotel quarantine program, Ridges was found to be responsible for the outbreak that started Victoria's second wave. Mm. Okay, so the same building, just with a different name, was the hotel that sparked the deadly COVID-19 outbreak in Melbourne last year. That's right. 
In just five hours, hundreds of thousands of Melburnians will be in lockdown again. Victoria has had 73 new coronavirus cases and most are in hotspot areas. That was the wave of COVID-19 we saw in the middle of last year when Melbourne was plunged into its longest lockdown, 112 days. From 6pm tonight, uh, I'm declaring a state of uh, disaster. From 8pm tonight, a curfew will be uh, implemented. The virus spread throughout the community, including into multiple aged care facilities, leading to hundreds of deaths. It's the result of a second wave it's claimed was sparked by a lack of care in the state's quarantine hotels. The outbreak prompted an inquiry into Victoria's hotel quarantine program, and after months of investigating how the virus got out and the conditions within the hotel, the inquiry found that around 90% of COVID-19 cases in Victoria since late May 2020 were attributable to the outbreak at Ridges. The hotel Ridges on Swanston. As the source of 90% of Victoria's current infections, it's ground zero for Melbourne's deadly second wave. The final report was scathing. It found that there was insufficient regard paid to infection prevention, control standards across the entire program, but particularly at Ridges. We found two rubber gloves, a face mask, a children's toy in there, the bathroom was mouldy. Uh, we... There was poor use of PPE from security guards, a lack of training for staff, and the inquiry also thoroughly documented some of the problems with using hotels to quarantine COVID-positive patients. For example, no access to fresh air and no natural ventilation, such as being able to open a window or have a balcony. But the same week the final report was released, roughly 60 asylum seekers were forcibly moved under heavy police guard into the hotel. And there was great concern that if COVID got into this hotel, there would be very little to stop it from spreading throughout this vulnerable group. Mm, okay, so in the very same week that the inquiry into Victoria's hotel quarantine program released its report into Ridges, which found all of these problems, Asylum seekers were actually moved into the very same facility. And then just recently, and I suppose unsurprisingly, COVID began spreading through the hotel again. So tell me more about this most recent outbreak. So around early October, a few men started to experience symptoms of COVID-19. Azizi was one of the men who began to feel sick around this time. I'm feeling sick Night time I was go to the bed. Morning time when I wake up, I go to shower. When I come back from shower to my room, I feeling is is very cold. I'm headache, true, chest pain. But when he requested to see a nurse, they said there was no need to get tested or isolate. One of the nurses checked me and said, no, you not have COVID. Just give me two Panadol and send me back to my room. When it's after two days or three days, I'm feeling is very bad. I go to shower, I fall down in the shower. One of the detainees told me that he saw bins in the corridors overflowing with medical waste. One man told me he waited six feverish hours for Panadol. They told me that there was a lack of medical care and staff for the COVID patients. For two weeks, I was in the quarantine room. For two weeks, I didn't see the doctor. They are not giving me Panadol also too. 
By the end of the month, almost half of the detainees had tested positive to COVID-19. 22 out of the 46 men. And some of them are, are still recovering. So it really left me asking, why would these men have been put in this hotel that only a year ago was deemed an unsafe place to quarantine people with COVID-19 and who exactly decided to put them there? We'll be back after this. As a a 7am listener, you're already familiar with many of the journalists who work for the Saturday Paper. For a limited time, subscribe to Australia's leading independent news source, the Saturday Paper, and you'll receive the Saturday Paper's stainless steel coffee cup, made in collaboration with Fresco, for free. Subscribe from just $2.10 a week. Simply visit thesaturdaypaper.com.au forward slash offer. As a a 7am listener, you value the story behind the headlines. That's why you should read Post, a free daily newsletter bringing you the top five news stories of the day, summarising each of their key points with links to full articles from a range of sources. Get the news you need to your inbox every weekday morning with Post. Sign up at thesaturdaypaper.com.au slash newsletters. Elle, we've been talking about the outbreak of COVID-19 among asylum seekers who are detained at Park Hotel at the moment. Over the last few weeks, you have been looking into why it happened and also who is responsible for these men being detained in this particular facility in the first place. So what have you found? So the men inside Park Hotel are detained by the Australian Border Force Agency, which runs Australia's immigration detention facilities. I called and sent questions to the Australian Border Force and the Home Affairs Minister. I wanted to find out who chose to use this particular hotel as a detention facility and why, and what reasonable steps were taken to prevent an outbreak at Park Hotel. But when it comes to getting answers from the ABF, the whole operation is is shrouded in secrecy. The Australian Border Force didn't answer any of my questions directly. Instead, it pointed me to a statement about the outbreak last month, which said, quote, standard departmental protocols are being followed in relation to a positive diagnosis, including contact tracing, quarantine, testing and cleaning in conjunction with the Victorian Public Health Unit. So I contacted Victoria Health to see what role they had in looking after these men. And they said, it's a Commonwealth-run facility. Please direct your questions to the Commonwealth, which in this instance is the Australian Border Force. Okay, so going around in circles there. But we know from the inquiry about Ridges that there were all of these problems, poor cleaning practices, a lack of training, poor use of personal protective gear by security guards, and all of these things contributed to the outbreak, which then led to the second wave in Victoria. So have these problems identified by the inquiry been fixed or are they the same things that have contributed to this recent outbreak among refugees at the same facility? So it does seem like there were a lot of similar issues raised about the Park Hotel outbreak last month that were also raised about Ridges last year. Uh, I should note that the hotel is now run by different management and there's different staff and contractors for the facility now. But when I spoke to a number of experts in infection control and public health, they said that some of the issues raised in the inquiry were the same problems that could have potentially contributed to the outbreak last month. Uh, No hotel in Australia is really designed 
as a quarantine facility. So, I spoke to Jeff Hanmer, an adjunct professor of architecture. He's an expert on ventilation systems and over the past 18 months has been looking at how COVID spreads in buildings like aged care facilities, educational facilities and, and hotels. The Park Hotel in particular is mechanically ventilated, but it's quite an old hotel and so exactly what standard it complied or it complies with, um, it's a little bit un- uncertain. And when I asked him why the Australian Border Force might have used the former quarantine hotel to detain COVID-positive detainees, he said that he couldn't see any excuse as to why the government would detain them there. I'd suggest inertia and, and a certain amount of stupidity might might be an explanation. Once COVID breaks out in any facility, the prudent thing is to remove people from the facility and take them to air-gapped accommodation. And unless it was your plan to actually infect these people, then that's what you'd do. Mm. And Elle, you tried to speak to Border Force to ask why this particular facility was being used given everything that we know and everything that's public about the problems there. It sounds like they didn't answer your questions, but can we glean anything about their rationale about why Park Hotel is being used right now? Um, Well, not really. And I think that speaks to this broader issue about how the Home Affairs Department and the ABF operate. There's a lack of accountability and a lot of secrecy when it comes to how the government runs its detention centres. For example, we still don't know exactly how the virus got into Park Hotel or how many staff also contracted the virus. I think The thinking behind the government's actions is opaque, but what we do know is that many of the men in Park Hotel have been recognised as refugees and we know the detrimental impact indefinite detention is having on them. Mm. So how are they, Elle? When did you last speak to Azizi? So when I spoke to Azizi last week, he said that he had some good news. He told me that he had been released along with three other men. When is the first time I, I come out from the park hotel? I go out because I'm Muslim. First time I was go to the mosque. I, I, I look in for my backside. Where is the security? I can't believe it. Really, I can't believe it. What happened for me this time? No, I'm not free. It's been a huge couple of weeks for Azizi. He's now staying in accommodation on the outskirts of Melbourne. This time is very, very different for me. When I go to the mosque, I inside the mosque, outside the mosque, I see this way, that's why I say, oh, wow, that is very nice day and very good day for me because I have free. Many times I, I call free, free, free. <laughs> this is many times I, I was called. Azizi has been detained for more than eight years and while he is incredibly happy to be released, it's bittersweet. When I release, I'm very happy. But I'm very sad for my friend. He still is in the park hotel. This is very sad for me. Around 40 men remain in Park Hotel. Many of these men are immunocompromised and not fully vaccinated. Some are still recovering from COVID-19 and others are terrified of catching it. But COVID-19 is only one of the many health risks that these men face. 
They have no idea when and if they will ever be released. These men have been each other's families. They've spent every day for years together. And until they're all released, Azizi says he can't truly be happy. They are not criminal. They are have family. It's very hard for their people. And enough. And again, I say, please, enough, enough. Let him out from the detention center. El, thank you so much for your time. Thanks. You can read Elle's story about the Park Hotel outbreak in this weekend's edition of The Saturday Paper. With award-winning news coverage and reviews, The Saturday Paper is essential reading for everybody. For a limited time, subscribe to a year of our quality, independent journalism and you'll receive The Saturday Paper's stainless steel coffee cup made in collaboration with Fresco for free. Subscribe from just $2.10 a week. Simply visit thesaturdaypaper.com.au forward slash offer. The Saturday Paper. No hot takes. Also in the news today, the federal court has ruled in favour of Defence Minister Peter Dutton in his defamation case against refugee activist Shane Bazzi over a tweet that labelled the minister a rape apologist. On Wednesday, the court ruled that the tweet was defamatory and for Dutton to be awarded $35,000 in damages. And New Zealand has announced it will reopen the border to fully vaccinated Australians from January 16. Australians will be required to spend seven days in home quarantine upon arrival instead of completing 14 days in government quarantine that other travellers and returning Kiwis are required to complete. This is 7am. I'm Ruby Jones. See you tomorrow.